Anyways, this is episode 13. Oh, yeah. Lucky, Lucky number, number 13. 13. Or unlucky, depending on... I mean, I think, I think the real determinant of whether this is lucky or unlucky is, is Steven. Oh, I was going to say is whether or not you're a Swifty. No. Because I, like, I feel like Taylor Swift made the number 13 a lucky number, but I feel like... No, I feel like a lot of people... It, like, people hate it, don't they? Because people won't stay on the 13th floor and, like, all that bullshit. Yeah. I mean, but I think 13 is a lot of people's lucky, lucky numbers. Because it's my dad's, and oh. it's my lucky number, too. That's my favorite thing is how, like, some hotels will change. A lot of thir- buildings just thir- don't have a 13th yeah. floor. But, like, the 13th floor still exists. Yeah, they just don't label the 13th floor. But this is episode 13, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Either it's lucky or unlucky. We'll see. I think because we both think it's lucky, then it'll be good. Yeah, I think it'll be fine. Why not? I don't think it'll be bad. We'll see. Should I just get into it? Yeah. So this is The Strangers. It was released in 2008. It is directed by by Brian Bertino. 2008 is, this is just an opinion I have, 2008 is the best year that has ever happened, ever, in the history of the planet. Why? I don't even know what happened in 2008. It was just, that was, 2008 was the prime year for like. Life life yeah everything went downhill after that 2008 well so 2008 i was 11 so it was the prime of disney channel first of all mm-hmm. miley cyrus selena gomez demi lovato all of the queens and like the jonas brothers maybe right like the kings of disney channel mm-hmm. were reigning and then on top of that 2008 was also a prime year for like neopets and like what i think i might have been a little club old penguin for or... at the time but like club penguin and it honestly was my life year. was pretty great when club penguin was a thing yeah it was pretty great one time i got a, a boyfriend in club penguin and then i cried and told my mom because i felt oh guilty. i had like several but except of course because you know i'm who i am i was a boy penguin yeah. and i had girlfriends I had boyfriends in Club Penguin, so I don't know what that says about me. But yeah, I don't know. But but it was just a good, 2008 was just a good year. I if I'm not mistaken, I think 2008 was also the year of um, at least for me, maybe not for other people, but I think for me it was a it was a year of like the Nintendo DS light, you know, like the with, oh, like yeah. Nintendogs and when all of that was big mm-hmm. and. It, it, it took me forever to get a, a Nintendo. My brother it got a Nintendo, and then mm-hmm. I would force him to share it with me all the time. And I think that was like, I remember that being one of the really, like, one of the only things that my mom was like, no, like, boys get video games. You don't get a video game. And I was like, mm-hmm. it's a Nintendo. Yeah. I was always the last of my friends to get pretty much anything. Well, when yeah, you had to... bigger things to... <laughs> you had bigger problems in your family. No, I mean, not really. I was the, literally the last person to get um, an iPhone. 
the oh, absolute yeah. last person. Oh, yeah. I, I think was, in the world. I think in the country, yeah. I was the last person to get an iPhone. I was the last of my friends to get pretty much everything. And I do remember the Nintendo DS being, like, a, a really big one that I really wanted to get. And I saved up all summer. I was cat-sitting. Wow. The neighbor's cat. His name was BC. Black cat. BC. And I cat-sat that summer, <laughs> all summer. And I, um, I think I watered their plants or something. But after the whole summer, I finally saved up however much it was, like $150 or $200 or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. But 2008 was also, um, I remember Grey's Anatomy being very popular around that time. There were, I there didn't watch music. Grey's Anatomy, I don't think, until high school. I didn't watch it, but I remember my mom watching it. I don't think my mom watched Grey's Anatomy. I don't think she watched it religiously, but I remember it being on. And My mom and I, my mom watched a lot of Survivor mm. and mm-hmm. um, what else? Fear Factor. We watched Fear Factor. Um, I think she also probably watched The Bachelorette and like dating yeah. shows and stuff, but I don't think she watched Grey's Anatomy. Because anytime I talk music. about Grey's Anatomy now, she's like, ugh, Grey's Anatomy. 2008 had great music. This was the Fearless era. Um, oh, God, of course. It was a good time, 2008. I, I deeply love 2008. Um, when I think of the prime year of my, of, my sort of mis- like nostalgia faves that 2008 was a good year well then you should love this movie because this movie was released in 2008 yeah um i already said directed by brian bertino um starring Liv tyler who plays Kristen, and scott speedman who plays james hoyt um we actually james his, his, he has a full name here on IMDb, but I just don't. By the way, I'm going to say right now that in my notes, I called Kristen Katie the entire... Katie? I could he not He might have... Okay, so he might have called her Katie. Is that why? Because his name is James. But, but she then calls him Jamie. Jamie. I did catch that. And then his friend calls him Jimmy. Yeah, so... So no, it's like, what? Nobody has a name oh in this God. podcast. So I think, like, I don't know, but... Uh, no, I literally, I had to... I this is one thing my um, job has taught me is how to use the find and replace feature on Google Docs. Oh yeah, and I had to go through because I literally called her Katie the entire I thing. I think and then, he, I think he calls her Katie. That must be why. I also think that I might have been thinking um, of Paranormal Activity. Her name's Katie in Paranormal Activity, isn't it? Ooh, maybe that's why I'm thinking of it. Yeah, I'm but, just thinking um, of like a guy screaming Katie, and anyways, I think that's why. If I, I call her Katie, I meant Kristen. Well, um, we'll just assume that he did call her Katie. It's your favorite part. So the budget for this movie was $9 million. How much do you think it made in the box office? More than the budget? Yes, more than A the lot budget. more? A decent amount more, yes. How about $25 million? More than that. $40 million? More than double that. $84 million. $82.4 million. Pretty good uh it's distributed by universal um i do have and the ratings let's see it has a six point the ratings are not that good they're kind of mid-grade um the uh, imdb gave it a 6.1 rotten tomatoes gave it 48 percent and then it's three point three out of five stars on letterboxd so i do have fun facts 
Okay. I actually have fun facts for this movie instead Yay. of with dash cam where I had nothing. Yeah. Just hatred for a character. Um, this film was shot entirely with handheld cameras or steady cams. Hmm. Every shot has some sort of camera movement. And mm-hmm. I did notice it a lot at one point because I thought that there was this, I thought that it was like, you know, pretty steady um, shots and then, like, other shots where I thought it was, like, you know, the strangers looking at them that were, like, really shaky. But I think they're – and then I started paying attention and they're all, like, have some movement in them, which is, like – you know, some people hate it. My stepmom, she is very um, – she gets very motion sick. Yeah. Like, very, very motion yeah. sick. Like, can't even be on FaceTime mm-hmm. usually if the can- if my, if you're moving the ca- – like, you have to set the camera down yeah. in order to talk to her on FaceTime. So any movies that have a lot of, like, really shaky camera work, she can't watch it. So I think this movie she would not be able to watch. Um, Also because she'd be scared. Um, The movie was also not shot inside of an actual house. It was shot. It was built. The house set was built on a soundstage, which makes sense. I feel like anything that's universal, they do it on a soundstage. Because they have five million soundstages Mm -hmm. on their lot. Um. Liv Tyler, who plays uh, Kristen, Katie, whatever, uh, she actually suffered from tonsillitis during shooting, which kind of makes sense because for a while I was like, why does she have such like a soft voice? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like there are times where she speaks like, what do you die imagine? You know what I mean? Like why? But I guess that um, uh, answers it. This is also a fun fact solely for my brother because even though he doesn't listen to this, uh, my brother used to love Aerosmith. Mm-hmm. You know Aerosmith, yeah. the band. Mm-hmm. Um, Liv Tyler is actually Steven Tyler's daughter. Oh, that's interesting. Um, and before um, being in Aerosmith and making it big with Aerosmith, Steven Tyler was actually in another band that was originally called The Strangers. Hmm. So yeah. That one was really fun. I really didn't know about that one. Steven has some commentary. I don't think you can hear his sniffles on your microphone. I think it has to be mine. Mine picks up everything. Come here, Steve. Steven, say. Do you want to say something? Come here. Look. Got you got you that time. <laughs> we got you that time. All right. So should we start? So the opening... For this says, did you catch what it said? In the- it says on the screen, what you're about to see is inspired by true events, which m- makes it so much scarier than it needs to be. <laughs> Just the fact that they put that on the screen makes it worse. That it's based on true events? Yeah. Why? Because it's based on true events. That makes yeah, it Yeah, but terrifying. they also said that about, they say that about everything. I mean, they don't say that about it. They don't say that. I mean, there's plenty well, of horror movies. Well, that's a clown. Coming. Right. But I'm, what I'm saying is there's plenty of horror movies that are clearly not based in reality. Or they maybe are realistic, but they're not a real story. But the mm-hmm. fact that it says it's inspired by true events, I think, makes it a, a lot scarier. Yeah. This movie is not actually inspired, on, inspired by, like, true events. It's inspired by... So I guess there was a time that uh brian bertino who was the director he was um at home alone or something and someone came knocking a stranger knocked on the door asked for Mm -hmm. someone who didn't live there and then um 
I guess the next day they found out that some of the houses from their neighbors were robbed or something mm. like that. So that's mm-hmm. kind of, that's what the director says this movie is inspired by. Some people have a theory that this movie was inspired by the Keddie Cabin murders. Do you know about that? No. So these murders took place, it is a quadruple murder, hmm. quadruple homicide um, in the Keddie Resort. I'll just do, I guess, a quick rundown of it. The bodies of Sue, John, and Dana were found on the morning of April 12th by Sue's 14-year-old daughter, Sheila, who had been sleeping at a friend's house. Sue's two younger sons, Rick and Greg, as well as their friend Justin Smart, were also in the house, but they were unharmed. Tina was missing from the scene. Tina, they was a remaining, was a missing person, but then they found her body later. Um, No one had ever really... No one was arrested for this, I don't think. I don't mm-hmm. think anyone knew what happened, but there were basically all these kids in this house and they all got murdered. Like, it, I think it was believed... There is, like, some theories that it was someone's... One of the kids' fathers or something that, like, went and killed everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the kids, I think, who was alive that was in the house, uh, it was his dad or something like that. But for the most part, uh, it was kind of a home invasion i think is what everyone thought it was yeah but there's no actual like reason to believe that this is actually based off of that because the director said it was based off of those robberies so well there's also text on the screen that says that Kristen and james left a wedding reception and they Mm -hmm. returned to the hoyt family which is james's family's uh summer home Mm -hmm. and uh it says that the events of that night are not are not no one knows what happened Mm -hmm. in that cabin or whatever it was i said i think this would be scarier if we didn't live in an apartment there's something about an apartment no one's breaking into an apartment um except for the times when people have just walked into our house but yeah which has happened (laughs) an alarming amount of times it's happened happened three times now i think just twice twice but just the fact that it's happened twice is yeah. alarming. The yeah. fact that someone has, and it's not in a break-in way. Uh-huh. Someone has just opened our door and walked into our house. Yeah. Two times, two different living situations. Yeah. Someone just opened. And and here's the thing. It's our fault, right? We have we don't the door lock unlocked. The door. Yeah. Yeah. And but it's also their fault. And yell at me. It's also, but it's their, also fault. their fault for walking, <laughs> for into, just our walking into our house <laughs> and not even, they didn't even knock. Well, so, and I think. And we have said that, you know, our apartment complex um, They does, have, like, uh, showings tours. and stuff yeah. and tours. So it's most likely what happened is someone thought that they um, were walking into a stage apartment for a tour. Yeah. And then, obviously, they, they shitty apartment. were not. Yeah, so... But, the fa- but they opened the door and they left it open for a hot minute. Like, it took mm-hmm. Stevie barking at them. I was like, this apartment is disgusting. You think this is a staged apartment? And you think there's a dog inside of it that's barking (laughs) at you? Huh? But even at the other time, I have no idea why that guy walked into our house the first time it happened. No. But the thing is, is that even when people knock on our door, when we're not expecting anyone to, it's like, why? Like, why are you knocking on our door? I said this later, too, and I'll probably say it again at some point. I don't open the door when people knock. No, Even, I we could, have people. No, I don't. I don't. I don't open the door. I mean, unless I'm expecting someone, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I don't open the door if, if someone just knocks on it. I mean, gone are the days where someone would knock on your door and, and people have answer. rings too now. <laughs> yeah, there's no there way. Are people, I never. I never. I didn't 
I think it's honestly kind of a waste of money. But the, have you seen the two people right across from each other at the end of our hallway that yeah, have they both rings? Have rings? They're probably spying on each other. Yeah, and I think it's kind of a waste of money. And yeah. also, it's motion censored, and you you live right at the front. Like you, you're the first ones to that exit. Yeah. So it's well, gonna go off every single time anyone's coming. Right, and the other thing is because you're literally right directly across the hall because we're in a fucking sardine can here, mm-hmm. and you're right across the hall from someone else. It's gonna trigger every time your neighbor opens the door. Yeah, but I think about it, it like tr- like times that we've been like bringing groceries inside the house or something, <laughs> and I go out and in like yeah. it's triggering every five <laughs> seconds, and I, like that's just me. Yeah, and there's like however many other apartments in this building. No, but I have a few probably what was happening is someone was probably stealing packages i guess or they just had it from wherever they lived before and yeah, they set it possible back to set it up but but anyways um we we hear a this is in the movie not in our lives we hear a 911 yeah we're back to the movie now. <laughs> back to the movie we hear a 911 call where um the operator is actually doing a pretty nice job but the caller is not helpful at all Mm-mm. i said she has no idea where she is but i then it's a little boy uh, named jordan yeah he's a little I, mormon boy i took back my statement because then i realized that we see some young boys some young mormon boys riding bikes they're presumably passing out um pamphlets why, why did they go into the house yeah, and they just go. They just they discover a home where there's there's. I mean, it's trash. There's it's blood, blood everywhere. I think like uh-huh. you know. Um, so they are presumably the callers, mm-hmm. and I I've said it before. I don't like these flashback scenes. Just show me the plot of the movie. Yeah, I the whole flashback thing. It doesn't really have any like. There's no reason for it in this movie i do like the whole like you know we get the we start with the call mm-hmm. and then at the end we see you know what i mean like we pick up like yeah in chronological order type deal but the flashbacks of like we're at the house and then we're back at like the wedding or whatever they were at like i don't like that like yeah, there's no like need for you to do that you could just start at the wedding and yeah. then put mm-hmm. that at the very beginning and then that would have been fine. Yeah. There's I no need for that. that. There's no reason to there's there wasn't a like shock value of like, oh, that's why. <laughs> like we can all kind of figure that that's the why. Only, the only time I think that's well done is when it's maybe like a um like an example I'm thinking of is Station Eleven, where they do a lot of flashbacks oh, yeah. and they like, do a I lot think, of time hopping. That works for me. I think it typically works very well in like dramas. Yeah. That's where it works mm-hmm. well. Because in dramas, there is a lot of dialogue and mm-hmm. there's so much like exposition. Like you're yeah. getting so much information in almost every single scene that it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is a horror and it's more action. Right. You don't need to do that. Right. You just show it to us mm-hmm. in the very beginning. It's not like it was like a five minute scene. Right. You, it was such a small you honestly they probably didn't even have to put the flashback scene of them at the wedding in no they didn't need that they could because we kind of get it yeah we know what happened <laughs> yeah Kristen or yeah james and Kristen, basically they're in the car and they're fighting they're yeah they pulled happy. into the driveway and they're not doing great Kristen is crying and smoking and james just looks pissed he looks sad and yeah, he, he looks a little pissed. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they go in the house. James has rose petals and a whole music romantic set up. evening. Like it's a dinner set up. There's champagne, mm-hmm. rose petals literally everywhere. Kristen is taking a bath 
in the in the rose petal in the rusty water tub yeah i don't know if she let um, that run out so i don't know clear again but also i realized that uh this guy is meredith gray's new love interest in the most recent season of Grey's anatomy oh really that's who he is i was I, like this guy looks really familiar i literally have just seen him in something and then i realized it's he's I, the new doctor i wouldn't have caught that but yeah. that's cool but James He's gonna sleep on the couch. Yeah, and he calls his friend Mike and asks him if he'll pick him up in the morning. And it's at this point that we get this flashback. And I mean, if you're not an idiot at this point, you understand what has happened or what is happening. Well, the thing is, is that they have this flashback to the wedding where mm-hmm. he pretty much proposes to her. Yeah. And she presumably says no. Right. And then after that i think is or did he no because i think after we get that scene that's when he takes the ring box out and puts it on the table it's when after he's the eating scene. yeah you could have just left the scene yeah don't put the mm-hmm. scene of him at the wedding <laughs> just just have it so that he she's in the bath and he goes back and he sits at the table to eat his feelings with the ice cream and puts the ring box down yeah we're not idiots right we know we well, get what's happening. And I just, I mean, and I understand it's a movie. I, I just have some thoughts around the whole, like, so first of all, you do not propose at, a after, wedding. before, around, anywhere near someone else's wedding. No. I believe this with my whole soul. Have I, your own moment. <laughs> I Yeah. First of all, I don't think it's good luck. And second of all, it feels forced. It's, it's you're pushing your own romantic moment onto you're you're essentially combining the two and they should each have their own special moment it's one of those things how like i i I don't know maybe this is just because i'm slightly autistic but when i watch like actually like after we went to go see uh shang chi Mm -hmm. and afterwards i'm like yeah like ah, ah," you know what i mean like yeah you watch something that's romantic Mm -hmm. and like you go to a wedding and Mm -hmm. you have those warm fuzzy feelings of love then you're going to propose to someone it loses its like meaning yeah you know like you should be feeling that you want to feel that authentically Mm -hmm. during your like the authentic genuine parts of your relationship yeah not because you were in this warm lovey fuzzy feeling environment at a wedding right well and second of all you're supposed to discuss a proposal before you actually do it it shouldn't be a shock it should not be a shock it, no. this is something that i feel like people don't and i i, I mean of course like I when you're young yeah and when you're young you watch movies and you watch rom-coms and whatever and you see the like oh it's a surprise it a and the moment, like, but that's not how it works no. in real life that's never gonna end well yeah you should have had some sort of conversation even if it was just like at least a short one about right. you should feel 100 percent confident that they are going to say right. yes you if there's any inkling that like god i wonder how she's gonna react to that or he's gonna react to that it, it's it's not good what if i had said no when you proposed to me <laughs> well uh i don't know <laughs> Your whole family was there, so that would have been really <laughs> that would have embarrassing. Been really awkward. Um, but uh, but yeah, anyways, he's eating his feelings. He's eating ice cream, and then he starts just chugging from a bottle of champagne. Yeah. Which, also, she same. took a bath, and then she put the dress back on, and I was like, "Why did you put the dress back on? Oh, if you're presumably going to be going to bed." Gross. And then she gives some stupid excuse of like, "It just makes me feel pretty." Yeah. And I was like, "Okay, whatever." And then I also started to question. So she said no obviously they were upset like Mm -hmm. he was upset she was upset 
Why did she leave with him? I mean, she probably had, it, it seems like it's an out of town wedding because they didn't go home. I guess. So she probably, and they probably came in one car. Get an Uber. I don't know. <laughs> there was an Uber in 2008. There, Uber solves is, so many issues. <laughs> way back in 2008. Honestly, Uber <laughs> would solve so many issues in this movie. There wouldn't, I mean, now they they are resorting to making, you know, horror movies on the internet what is it unfriended yeah and host too because there's so many even in the early 2000s there's so many movies not just horror movies but there's so many movies and plot lines that just aren't feasible anymore because now Mm -hmm. (laughs) i mean not and and i'll we'll talk about this a little later too but with Kristen is trying to call james and they've got these you know dinosaur cell phones (laughs) you can just I remember times that I my when I had a phone like that that you would drop it and then like the back of your phone goes one way and then the battery goes another way and then your actual phone goes another way and you're like fuck and you're like walking home. I never had them but my mom had like an antique cell phone. It must have been like the first type of cell phone they ever made but you would have to pull the antenna out. Oh yeah. I remember my mom having. I don't think I ever had a phone that actually... No, I don't think my phone ever had an I mean, this would, nowadays, it wouldn't, Kristen would be in the bedroom, like, tweeting, LOL, someone broke into my house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> someone <laughs> call 911 for me, please. live streaming on TikTok. Her B-reel is just, like. <laughs> <laughs> so he uh, gives her the ring, says, I yes. don't want it, I can't return it, which is, like, what? Also, I have to say that this is a very champagne problems moment. This okay. would have been champagne problems could have played in the background. Could have, but no. Because it's, yeah, anyway. I also noticed that he has very thin lips. Jamie Jimmy James does. <laughs> yeah. Well, I said, I mean, James is very nice. I don't know why Kristen said no. I I would have said yes. It seems like a her problem. Yeah. Well, so we do find out that Kristen isn't really ready, which, um, here's the thing. Girly Pop is like 30. I don't know how much longer mm-hmm. she needs. Mm-hmm. I will be honest. We don't know how long they were dating, though. Yeah, I have. I'm now. Now that we are engaged, and we're 25, mm-hmm. I f- I feel a little bit better than people who are single in their 30s. I'm not gonna lie. I f- I feel a little superior. Call them out. <laughs> well, Call I did just out. for fun. For fun, I go and I I'm just kidding. But I googled the um average age of marriage now in. Isn't it like early 30s? It's like mid thirties because yeah. I remember saying to you that we will have been married almost ten years by the time we hit the average age. Mm-hmm. I think it's like thirty four or thirty five. Yeah, which which I think is actually pretty cool to be honest. I know I'm joking around, but I think, um, I think it's actually kind of cool that people are waiting longer because then people are more established. And obviously, yeah, the think, older you get, the divorce rate goes down. I think that's like a big theme is that typically getting married is such a grown-up thing Mm -hmm. that you know like for me being in school still I was Mm -hmm. like I don't feel grown up right now yeah I don't feel like I'm I'm old enough to get married yeah and that's why I was kind of just like well you know what fuck it because like who it like I feel like getting married really shouldn't have to do anything with like any outside forces other than your relationship other than like certain things like Mm -hmm. maybe family and things like that but like i think outside forces like you know money having a house you know 
if you're in school or not if you're like getting your doctorate or yeah. whatever because there are some people who you know every everything's different for everyone else you know right and I know for some people and this might be a generational thing too because I know I mean I don't know I know your parents married a lot younger than mine did but my parents didn't live together until like a week before they got married like throughout their engagement which I think was around a year mm-hmm. they lived separate so even just I mean, from then to now, because I was saying this to someone was asking me or I was having a conversation with someone at work just about like engagement and marriage and all that. And I was saying, honestly, like you and I married is no different than you and I not married or engaged (laughs) or whatever. It really is. It's not any different where we live together. Mm -mm. We do everything together. We share a lot of expenses. I mean, nothing changes. Mm -mm. So I think that's part of it, too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyways, uh, the point is Kristen is stupid. I don't know how much longer she needs. Um, James is also like playing music to cope, which is also me. He's like, he yeah. turns on a record and he's super into and it. And then he says that he's just embarrassed. Yeah, which is fair. Yeah. I mean, still on him for asking without knowing first, but but fair. Yeah, but we also don't know. Maybe they did <laughs> yeah. have a conversation. Maybe they did. Maybe she said, I'd love to. We don't know. And then, bam, changes their mind. Yeah. But then they proceed to have very sad sex. Or try mm-hmm. to. They almost do, yeah. And then we get a, a knock, knock. Banging on the door. Mm-hmm. At 4 a.m., which is not cool. Just and I would not door. answer the door, but James There's does. no peephole. Yeah, what the When hell? were peepholes invented? <laughs> Before 2008. Yeah, but this is an old house. I would True. literally just drill a hole in my door. I would just not answer the door. I feel like this whole movie might have just ended if he hadn't answered the door. Yeah. But anyways, um, surprise, surprise, it's this creepy blonde girl asking for Tamara. Is Tamara home? And at first, James and Kristen think maybe she needs help, which is so nice because at 4 a.m., I could not care less about anyone else's safety. Yeah, they're like, do you think she's lost? It's really easy to get lost out here. It's pretty mm-hmm. cold. Should I go after her? And then they're like, no. But, um, and then when she walks off the porch, she says, see you later. Yeah. She doesn't say, like, bye or good night. She says, see you later. And I have a fun fact. Mm-hmm. So um, her character's name is Dollface. Yeah. Uh, so uh, she first makes appearance when she says um, if Tamara was home. Uh, her the actress name is Gemma Ward, and she plays this character. But she also stars in not stars, but she plays a character in Pirates of the Caribbean and uh, Stranger Tides. I've never heard of that, but Pirates uh, of the Caribbean? No, Stranger Tides. Pirates of the Caribbean, Stranger Tides. What is that? It's, oh, one, it's of one of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Oh, okay. And her character's name is Tamra. Huh. Yep. Interesting. Um, James leaves for a drive to get a pack of cigarettes for Kristen. Yeah. So apparently the stores are open at 4 a.m. I would think a liquor store would be. A gas station maybe? Oh, a gas station liquor store. So Kristen is now partying alone. Um, she's like listening to weird music, trying on the ring, playing piano Mm -hmm. and drinking. Um, 
And then there's a... <laughs> he brings the champagne bottle out with him as he's walking to the car. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, drinking it as he's walking out. And then throws it onto Jesus. the lawn, which, first of all, litter bug. Yeah. And second of all, I was like, someone get this man behind the wheel. <laughs> no. He is ready to drive. Yeah. <laughs> he just chugged a bottle of champagne. He is uh, ready to drive. Yeah. DUIs are not cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she puts the ring on and she can't get it off. Yeah. So she just leaves it there. <laughs> she just leaves it. She's cool. forced to wear it. Um, so he didn't know her ring size either. So that's... But she um, gets it on fine. But then she can't get it Because, like... <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. I... Yeah, I don't know. I'm not... I'm not a ring analyst. But... There's another bang on the door. This one's a little more aggressive than the mm-hmm. first one. And <laughs> immediately she goes to the door and she's like, hello? Which you don't do that. I said my DoorDash delivery could knock on my door and I would hide in the bathroom. I don't answer the door for no. anyone. I also, I just want to point out that the time that we hear the first bang, bang mm-hmm. you she gets startled. Mm-hmm. And you can see her do that like neck flinch thing. Yeah. That, which I... I noticed it, and I think you don't usually get, like, like, you get the reaction of, like, in a horror movie when someone's spooked, of, like, the, ah, mm-hmm. you know? But, like, just the subtle things of, like, seeing her neck muscles tense at, like, Ooh, like, you're scared. I was like, oh, that looks, that's so good. Like, it's yeah. such a genuine reaction. And then she kind of walks closer to the door and is, like, staring at it, and then we get another bang, and then she visibly flinches, which I think is also, like, I think her reactions to scary things and, like, the jump scares or whatever in this movie, her genuine reactions are so good. And I have a fun fact. So, in order to get these genuine reactions from Liv Tyler, um, the director, Brian Bertino, would tell her to expect, uh, would tell her where to expect a loud bang from. So, like, in this scene, he would tell her, you're going to get a loud bang from that door. But then would have the loud noise come from a completely different area. That's smart. Instead of the door, which would elicit that genuine like flinching and like, oh god, cuz it like come that. from That's like maybe idea. behind her or like right next to her or something like that, as opposed to expecting it at the door and it coming from the door, you know. So, I think that was great because it gives you these really genuine uh kind of like little detail reactions. As opposed to just like a, oh my god, you know. But then, yeah, she goes up to the door. She does her stupid thing. And then when they, I guess, assumably walk away, um, the door was unlocked. Yeah, well, first they they asked for Tamara again. Mm -hmm. And she's like, no, there's no Tamara here. You already came by here. They're like, are you sure? Mm Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and she locks the door, which, Jesus Christ, it was not locked before? Mm-mm. Well, because he left. He walked out. Yeah. I guess he just didn't lock it behind him. And she didn't lock it either. But, anyways, she's a little freaked out. The fire alarm goes off at this point. Because he didn't open the flume, so mm-hmm. he's trying to suffocate yeah. her. Yeah, And she is able to, she stands up on a chair, and she's able to, it looks like, disable it. Mm-hmm. And she puts it down. Well, she's disabling it and we hear another bang so oh, she flinches put it down? no oh she flinches bad. and it falls to the ground oh okay okay mm-hmm. yeah and that's a big thing because they focus on this fire alarm being on the ground yeah in several different shots yeah they once again make sure you know it 
treating us like we're five. Which we are. Yes. Um, so the fire alarm is on the ground because there was a bang and she, you know, whatever. Uh, she goes to grab her phone, presumably to call Jimmy, Jamie, James, mm-hmm. and it's dead. Mm-hmm. So she grabs, and I remember this, having the tiniest charger. Yeah. Like, the the cord to charge your phone was, like, so, like, you couldn't get, like, a, like, a 10-foot cord or a 30-foot cord or whatever, because it was all one thing, you know? Like, it mm-hmm. was the, the, like, box to plug into the wall <laughs> yeah, was attached the to the cord, off. and it mm-hmm. was only, like, a one-foot thing, so you'd literally have to leave your phone right there to charge it. But she ends up trying to call James from a landline. He's got yes. a cell phone with him. Mm-hmm. And she tells him to come home. She asks him if he'll stay on the phone with her. But their call gets cut off. Yeah, the line dies. And or then something. she lights up another cigarette, which yeah. wasn't that the reason why you left the house? So you do have cigarettes. Yeah. That's <laughs> like, didn't what? Have to leave. <laughs> your, the box was empty, but you just pulled this cigarette out of your ass? Like, where did this come from? <laughs> and also, she's changing into jeans. It's like 5 a.m. at this point. Why are you changing into jeans? I think I think she's getting freaked out, and I think she's she's ready, ready to, to fight. Leave. No, I think she's getting ready to leave. I'd still but, put sweats on. I can wear sweats in the car. Yeah, <laughs> but she's standing in the kitchen, and we see a masked man watching her as she's getting a glass of water God. from the sink. The thing is, is that there are a lot of like jump scares mm-hmm. in um honestly the only i think jump scares that we have the like bam kind of scares yeah. are the noises like the banging i think that's really all we really get um but the other scares that we have they're not really like jump scares but you still get that like oh like jump scare feeling even though he's just like gliding into the like he's just there yeah he's well, not even like worse. running yeah he's just standing there in this creepy-ass mess with a tiny little smiley face. Well, and the thing is, he's in the house. Yes. So that And is she doesn't know that he's in the house. Extra bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but she does not see him, and he vanishes. Yeah. And he's gone, and the door bangs again. Mm-hmm. So she grabs a knife. Which, finally, I would have I would have done that at the first knock. <laughs> just immediately. <laughs> just <grab a> it's <laughs> a Mormon at 5 a.m., and you're just like... I mean, someone knocks on the door at 4 a.m. I'm grabbing a knife. Um, She, at this point, sees the smoke alarm that she took off of the wall is now sitting in a chair. Perfectly sitting in a chair. My brain malfunctioned for a second because I was reading off of my notes. And it says, the alarm she took off the wall is not sitting in a chair. First of all, (laughs) she took the alarm off the ceiling, not the wall. (laughs) And it is in a chair. I know. I, I misspelled now as oh. not and then chair as char. Char. So she realizes, obviously, that someone must be in the house. Mm-hmm. So she goes to grab her cell phone and realizes it is missing from where it was charged. Yes. And that is not great news. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of shaking at the door. There's, like, thumping noises, and she's hearing There's, like, a chimes. metal scraping, mm-hmm. the wind it chimes sounds like going wind crazy. Ch- yeah, mm-hmm. like, just um, a lot of clattering and mm-hmm. a lot of chaos outside. She walks up to the door, and at this point I note that she doesn't have a very firm grasp on that knife. No. I think if you're gonna hold a knife, and you're gonna use it to protect yourself, you really gotta get a firm grasp on it. Yeah. You know? And she just doesn't. And the man in the mask is, you know, we see the man in the mask. There's pounding on the door. 
um, we get a like a we see um, Dollface at the front door, mm-hmm. and then the records. It's just chaotic in this yeah. moment. There's the record is skipping and it's saying like Quicksilver Girl all over all yeah. oh that's all the time. terrifying. And then it just and she holds herself up in a like the bedroom, the master yeah. bedroom. Um, and the record player stops, mm-hmm. and she hears footsteps coming towards the bedroom. But it's just James. It's good old Jimmy, Jamie, James. We didn't hear him coming through the front door. No. But he did. Uh, he he did. Because he is now in the bedroom. And she's and freaking out. She's she, like, did yeah. you not see them? There was a man in a mask. And then he asks, like, what mask? And I'm like, Jimmy, Jamie, James, why does it matter what mask? He's, he's very, he's a little slow. Ugh. It takes him a second to he get He doesn't believe up. her, really. He's kind of skeptical, but obviously she's scared, but he's, like, kind of, like, he's just walked into chaos, pretty much. Right. And, it, and that's fine, because it's not every day that something like this happens. But it reminds me of when you and I are having a conversation, and I will say something to you, and, or, like, tell a story, and I'll be talking, and I'll say a couple sentences... And then I'll look at you, and there's just, like, a blank look on your face, and you're like, huh? That's what this reminds Like, at First this of point, all, like, you, you mumble. Second of all, it does take me a little while to process, and I'm trying so hard to – because you say something, and I have – I heard you, but my brain has – it takes, like, five whole seconds for my brain to actually process and, like, translate what you were saying – so to shorten that time to shorten that time of what you said to have allow time for me to process it i say huh and then you'll say it again but i don't need you, you to say it again you could just wait though i could but i just need to stop saying huh well anyway the point i'm making is that it just gives me that vibe of like katie does or see i did it katie Kristen does not have the energy to repeat herself nor the time it's mm-hmm. not it's not the time for james to be slow he shouldn't be asking questions in the first place no there's people shouldn't. in the house there's people in that's the house. it that's all you need they're to wearing know. a mask yeah um they start searching the house don't find anyone he gra- yeah he grabs the knife and he does the man thing where he checks behind the shower curtain oh she also has i think she was doing something with she did something weird with that lamp and then the bulb broke in her hand so now she has this huge gash in her hand yes don't know what gash. she was planning on doing with that lamp I, I and why know, she grabbed the ball head maybe but why she grabbed the bulb i don't know because she's anyways cause, they just need to give her an injury i guess yeah but yeah i mean james there she he's like it's fine there's no one here so he checks they check the garage they're out in the garage and for like a hot minute it seems like maybe everything is all right but then we see this shot of Kristen's cell phone burning in the fireplace yeah so that is also not great and james you know, asks Kristen what she wants to do, and they look out a window and they see one of the one of the dollface strangers. Yeah, dollface just standing there, just standing staring, there, just staring. Um, and James is like, "Well, I left my phone in the car. I'm gonna go get it." I mean, at this point, that's not the move. I think at this point, the move is to call nine one one from the landline, right? But the landline died. Oh, that's right, it did. Die. So they do need his phone. So he runs out. Um and the car's running but he has the keys in his hand yeah so we later find out that the car was hot wired um the windshield is all smashed the tires are flat 
and you can't find his phone. And you see a hand, like, he's, like, hunched into, like, the driver's seat, like, looking through his car and stuff, and you see a hand kind of come at him and just taps him on the neck, and he freaks the fuck out, and then they're gone. Yeah. Um, But you hear, like, the sound of someone running Running. through the leaves, and, oh, my fucking God, I hate that sound so much. And he gets out of the car and more running. Yeah, he gets out of the car, he sees Blondie, and he's, like, yelling at her to get out, which is, obviously doesn't work. He goes, and he finally decides to do something about, um, Katie Kristen's, um, cut on her hand. So he rips his tie, which I feel like is very difficult to do. Yeah, but he does it like it's nothing. I know, but out of all of the things to rip, you chose the most difficult. Well, they've got a whole closet full of clothes. Presumably, there's they probably a have... towel. There's probably a first aid. A tie kit. is not very absorbent at no. all because that looked like a silkish type of like black tie. Uh. So he picks. First of all, doesn't rinse or disinfect. Just smushes the non-absorbent tie onto her cut. Onto the blood. Onto the blood. And it's also not tied very tight either. No. So, well, he and he's a man and he's. Yeah. No. He's he, showing it. Yeah. And then uh, he finds his phone in the house mm-hmm. with no battery in it. They do try to get away in James's car, but they're approached from behind by a woman who's in a truck wearing a mask. This is another one of the strangers. This is the pinup girl. Yep. And uh, the man in the mask in, in front of them as mm-hmm. well. We see kind of in yeah. the headlights. And the truck just comes up behind them and just rear-ends them. Yeah. This uh, car crash sequence was filmed in three takes. Hmm. Interesting. So, I wrote that. I don't know what he said, but James at this point is a little bit snappy towards yeah, yeah. Katie Kristen. And um, Kristen. they get into the bedroom because i think they're looking for a gun at this point or they're gonna hold themselves up or something yeah he's looking around for a gun and we see hello written Mm -hmm. i think in like lipstick i'm assuming it looks like lipstick on the window just over and over and over and it's written inside and it's on the inside yeah and also he's looking for a gun and he starts he starts pulling books off of shelves. Well, he has the gun at that point. No, they, this is before he rips oh. the gun. He was looking for it, and he starts grabbing, pulling books off of shelves. Yeah. I was like, I don't think it's behind there, buddy. Maybe. I think it's somewhere else. else. But he finds it on top of the shelf, yeah. which is where a normal person would look for it. Yeah. Um, so then they go into the closet, and they're looking for bullets. <laughs> so they're opening all these, like, shoe boxes. I'm assuming that's where they put... <laughs> for whatever reason, the shotgun shells. And um, this is when we found out that James actually doesn't know how to work a gun. He's never shot a gun in his life. Jimmy Jamie James is a liar. Yeah, he's never been hunting with his dad, as he told Kristen. He said that that was just something that he said. I'm gonna... All men lie. They go to the front door. I think they're trying to leave. No, someone starts pounding in the the front door with an axe. So then they run up. And he, um, the man in the mask is axing through the door, which is a, like, reference to, is it Jack? No. Jack Nicholson. But is his character named Jack? Jack Nicholson in The Shining. in The Shining. um, Mm -hmm. uh, Busting down the door to get to Wendy. Um, 
So then they go to hide in like a spare room. Well, so first they start pushing a piano mm-hmm. in front of the door to block them, but then James just shoots a hole through the door anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, they they go and they hide out in a back room. They've got sort of a barricade a little bit. They've they've got it looks like some boxes and maybe like a desk or something like that. They've got kind of like around they're kind of like hiding behind it and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and James has his gun pointed at the out door towards the door, and they can hear people walking around the house and. They, a record starts playing. Yeah, they start playing a record. Um, so it's, I mean, it's sort of cat and mouse at this point, right? Like yeah, now like it's, it's, it's yeah. a fun game. Like you kind of, I don't know yeah. if at this point we kind of get the, the gist, but throughout the whole thing, like this is just fun. Like they're yeah. toying with them. I feel yeah. like they could have killed them. They could have killed them already, mm-hmm. but they're not because they're having fun messing with them and making them scared, you know? So this kind of old school Jeep pulls up outside of the house and we see, we find out that it's James's pal, Mike. Yeah, he's here. here to pick him up. Poor Mike. Poor Mike. Um, God. He, I think this is honestly just so sad. I know. He calls James and as he's leaving him a message, he gets what I think is a gunshot straight through his windshield. Is that uh, what happened? It was either a gu- I think it's something that's thrown through. Thrown, like okay. A, like a rock or something that's thrown I, through his to windshield. Me at first, I was like, oh, that's a gunshot. through." The, but then I was like, I don't. Because I, I don't know. think we don't hear a gunshot. We yeah. just hear the smashing. So yeah. I think a rock or something was thrown through the car. Because yeah. also they don't have guns. So. And this is a little like. Michael. I'm going I'm, I'm to victim blame. He approaches the house like a dumbass. Yeah. You call the cop. And he sees that James's car has been ransacked. He sees that something is wrong. When his car, when something flies through your windshield like that and you're already still in your car with mm-hmm. your telephone, you put that bitch in reverse, you drive away, and then you call 911. Yeah. That's you what say, you do. And you say, hey, uh, something, a rock just got thrown through my windshield, and my friend's house is, the door is beaten down with an axe, yeah. and his car is ransacked. Can the police help? That's yeah. what you do. You don't go walking. Mm-hmm. But again, but he's he a, sees, he's a he man. walks past the smashed cars. Mm-hmm. He sees <laughs> the beaten down door. He sees all these things. So he still goes into the house. He picks up a metal pipe first, which is like, okay. Which is not, yeah. But he still goes in the house. And I said, like, this, this is the only, like, we, there's, there's that, like, trope of, like, when there's a killer in the house or something and the people go, like, hello? Mm-hmm. Hello? Or is anyone there? And we're always like, shut up. Yeah. Don't do that. But this is the time that you do announce yourself. Right. You need to keep saying. He says it once when he yeah. like right when he's like I don't even think he's in the house yet. He's still outside. So this is the point where you do keep saying, "Hey, hello, Jimmy, Jamie, James, where are you?" <laughs> but he doesn't. So we see a shot of Mike is kind of like very skeptical, very on edge, and then we get a shot of the man in the mask appearing behind him with an axe. With an axe ready to just wallop him across the head with it and i think that's what you think is gonna happen yeah but he walks down the hall it's so much worse (laughs) it is so much worse god yeah he does he he walks out in front of the door of the room where james and and, uh katie Kristen are hiding Mm -hmm. and james just 
shoots, shoots him. him dead. And he doesn't, the head. he doesn't know that he shot Mike at first. No, he, he thinks he like, shot the guy. Yeah. And, but then he's, Jimmy James James is, Triple J, is sitting there being like, he didn't have a mask on. Mm-hmm. Why didn't he have a mask on? He's like, yeah. So then he goes up, and that's when he sees that it was Mike. Yeah, and that's not... I can also just imagine the man in the mask, like, fully, like, creep style, has the axe over mm-hmm. his head, ready to just <laughs> connect with the back of his skull, and then he just gets shot, and he's just standing there, like, huh. <laughs> and then he just, like, walks out. Yeah. Like, I can just imagine. I mean, yeah. Terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, James and Kristen both cry, and now James is pissed. And he's on a mission to kill these guys. Yeah. He grabs a gun and he, like, loads it up and he, he yeah. does the thing. What's the thing called where you do the k- 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 You, like, reload it? Yeah. Like on Fortnite. Yeah. That's what he does. Uh-huh. <laughs> and this is when he says there's an old radio in the barn. That's mm-hmm. our only hope. That's the only option that we have. So I need to go out to the barn. You need to hide. Yeah. And she doesn't do that. No. Oh, we also see while they're about to leave we see that they have written killer in blood on the glass, the sliding glass door. And that's, I think, when he gets really pissed. (laughs) And yeah, so she does the fucking opposite. (laughs) She does not hide. She sits outside on the porch. No shoes on. She just sits there (laughs) and cries. Yep. God damn. And James, meanwhile, is outside, and he sees the pinup girl mm-hmm. in a Come, mask. Coming out of the barn. Uh-huh, and she's got a flashlight. Yeah. He aims, and he tries to shoot her, but he just gets snatched from behind. Oh, yeah. We, he turns around, and we see the man in the mask running at him mm-hmm. and just whacks him. Yeah, and he presumably knocks him unconscious. Yeah. And or kills him. I think presumably he would kill him. Presumably, yeah, kill him, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Kristen, meanwhile, is still wandering and not doing what she was told. Typical woman. She runs into the open. Yeah. And is met with instant karma for not doing what she's supposed to do and face plants into a ditch. And she snaps her ankle. She, like, hurts her ankle or something. You hear a snap. Oh, yeah. This is the worst thing that I've ever seen in my life because, first of all, she does the opposite of what she's supposed to do. And then she just runs. Like, just... In the dark. Just full makes fledged a dash just... And then just immediately falls on her face. Yeah. I don't... It, so bad Mm -hmm. and she hears kind of some clattering and what sounds like maybe a gunshot but probably what it is it sounds like smashing it's probably james james jamie james getting hit by the by whatever the man in the mask hit him with but she kind of crawls herself to the barn Mm -hmm. um finally but the pinup girl just sees her, right obviously. Her. Yeah, she's yeah, literally in her. the complete wide open. Yeah, so you can very easily see her. And mm-hmm. um, she's kind of taunting her as she tries to get away and, and mm-hmm. get in the barn. But, like, it's very clear that someone's following her. Yeah. There's a boat. I don't know. I felt the need to write that down. There's a boat. In the barn? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, she's toying with her. She, uh, Katie Kristen finds the radio. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she doesn't know how to use it. Because who knows how to use a radio? 
Even in no 2008, one. no one used a radio. Yeah. There's more taunting. I think this is when she's, like, she's kind of, you hear, like, metal scraping outside the mm-hmm. barn, right? That's how she's, like, taunting her type deal. Yeah. And um, there's a lot of noises, clattering, footsteps. I mean, she's yeah. clearly not alone no. in the barn. She no. knows it. We know yeah. it. But she makes the fatal mistake of trying to speak into the radio, which seems to be getting some kind of signal now. She kind of hears some. Someone starts talking. She's yeah. like, oh, my God. She, okay. This is what this is going to sound like. This is how, I'm going to mimic exactly how she was talking into the radio, into my microphone, and how unaffected and how no one is going to understand what she was saying. Yeah, she doesn't do a very good job. No of, one's going to understand that. Yeah. Um, Especially but, on a radio, uh, a shitty radio. No one's going to understand that. No, but the pinup girl now knows exactly where she is and just kind of starts banging on things with her axe. Well, she smashes the radio. She somehow escapes. She gets She does out. leave the barn, yeah. She leaves the barn and then she actually is in the woods kind of looking at the house. And then we see the man in the mask kind of standing a little bit next to her, staring at the, at the house. Yeah, they standing sort of, in the woods. they sort of start to surround her. They've got, the blonde one is on a swing. Mm-hmm. Uh, pinup girl's coming out from the barn. And the man, man in the mask is, is coming the from the woods. Yeah. And she does make it back to the house, hopping on a one leg like a flamingo. Mm-hmm. And as she's hiding, the masked man is also walking around the house. So that's fun. Yeah. And also we see that the car's now on fire. They lit the car on fire. Yes. Um, I also just, I don't know why this is a thing. Why, why have her, like the character hurt her ankle? Because it's just so annoying having to see her like hobble around. I'm always like, just walk, just walk. Maybe so she can't fight back. I guess, but why would you, it would make more sense to have James hurt his ankle than have her hurt her ankle. Because yeah. she hasn't really done shit to make us think like, oh man, like they need to incapacitate her in some way, shape, right. or form. Yeah, I don't, I mean, some choices were made in this movie. I don't know why necessarily, but. But yeah, for whatever reason, she is stupid. So she goes back inside the house the well, man I mean, in the mask. To be fair, where else, where else is she going to go? Literally anywhere else. I guess, but she's hurt. Maybe that's part of why she can't just run off, you know? I guess. There is a jump scare. Mm-hmm. The Blondie's got a knife. Yeah. And she sort of taunts Kristen again as uh, Katie Kristen. Well, first of all, we get the shot of her hiding in the closet. She's hiding in the mm-hmm. closet after she sees that the man in the mask is in the house. Mm-hmm. so he's looking for her he kind of sits down at like the table and the thing is is that she you get shots from inside the closet and you can see that he's like looking in the direction of where she is and each mm-hmm. time he, she does he does it like two or three times and each time you're like oh he sees her like oh it's all over but yeah. then he doesn't do anything so you're like oh i guess he didn't see her in my opinion i think he saw her the very first time he looked at that closet he noticed that she was in there. Oh, yeah. And then kind of signaled to the doll face, like, she's in there. Why don't you go ahead and scare her? Yeah. But 
Kristen is realizing now that they all, they have James. Mm-hmm. And James has been knocked unconscious, but is coming to a little bit. And he, yeah. we hear him telling Kristen to run. Mm-hmm. And she goes into the bedroom again, locks the door. She's trying to get out the window, actually, which is smart. Um, but, of course, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And the masked man comes in and comes behind her and knocks her out. Yeah. They, he starts to drag her body out to, like, the living room area. She passes Mike. I don't know. Do we hear, like, him, like, breathing? Is that her breathing? Is that, like, the sound? It sounded, like, really, like, wheezy breathing. And I didn't know if that was supposed to be him. Like him? The masked man? The masked man. Or if that's supposed to be her because she was just knocked out and, like, the wind got knocked out of her or something. Or if that was also just the sound of her body sliding through the... Whatever. But we hear some sort of noise. Um, And then we hear a scream. It cuts to black. And then it cuts back to them being tied up. And Mm -hmm. it's the daytime. They have both been tied... Uh, tied up to chairs they're completely bound there there's no yeah. getting out at this point. uh katie and, Kristen is back in her dress they yes. changed her back into her dress and um jimmy jamie james he didn't have his coat on he has his suit jacket back on doesn't have his tie but his backup probably because he fucking ripped his tie mm-hmm. so he has his coat back on and i think it's katie who or Kristen or whatever Kristen? the fuck her name is is asking, like, why are you doing this to us? Like, yeah. why us? Mm-hmm. And I think it's Dollface who says... It's Blondie. Because you were home. I think this is honestly one of the most terrifying yeah, parts of this movie. Yeah, that's so terrifying. Well, and I do... I actually have a quote. You're not the only one who does online research. Wow. This is from... <clears throat> straight off of um, the ultimate source for all information, Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Film scholar Kevin Wetmore noted the film's portrayal of violence as a reflection of its contemporary culture, writing, Death is a random act in post-9-11 horror, the result of being in the wrong place at the wrong time, as the cliché goes. Unlike in 80s slasher horror, for example, where engaging in negative behavior such as drinking, doing drugs, having premarital sex are often forerunners to being killed by the killer or killers here death is random and unrelated to one's behavior yeah and that is in a nutshell in a few sentences that is what is so terrifying about this movie yeah. is because in a, a lot of and they make a lot of stupid decisions mm-hmm. but in a lot of horror movies and not all but in a lot of horror movies, oh yeah a lot of like target, the classic slasher films right you can target and i i also love that drinking doing drugs and premarital sex are the are what gets you killed in but the that 80s, is but, what gets you killed because like in what in the was it friday the 13th movies is mm-hmm. that freddy krueger I've never seen those. No, Nightmare on Elm Street. That's Freddy Mm -hmm. Krueger. Um, They're have they have boys over. They're sleeping over. Right. That's what that their premarital sex. Right. You know. um, What is it? I don't understand. What is? But like, yeah, there is in all the slasher films. There's there's it's usually like shitty teens or something that's like they're doing something they're not supposed to be doing, and now they're getting killed. Right. Whereas for this one, it's literally just because they were home. It could happen to literally anyone. No, yeah. I mean, I can remember even growing up, and of course, I didn't watch horror movies growing up, but even growing up, I am a very sensitive soul. Oh, God. (laughs) No, but I do remember as a little kid getting really upset, like, um, 
like when Scar dies in The Lion King, you mm-hmm. know? But you justify that. You say, well, Scar When was- Scar dies? The bad yeah. guy? Yeah. Oh, God. You, but, but what I'm saying is you justify that. You say, well, he's a bad guy. If he hadn't, you know. And I remember, wa- I, I actually, for real, remember watching those, like, kind of like Disney movies and stuff. And even though I would be sad when the villain dies, I would justify it and say, well, that couldn't happen to me. That couldn't happen to anyone I love because that was a bad guy. He did bad things. So he, And it is a tough pill to swallow when you realize that bad things happen to good people, too. Well, yeah. And it's also kind of just like how almost all folklores are just made up to get kids, to deter kids from doing bad things. Like La Llorona is just to, was a folklore that was mainly made up to get kids to not be out at night, you know? Like a lot of folklore and a lot of like cryptids and things like that were typically made up just to get kids like don't go out at night, you know, don't sneak out of the house, don't have premarital sex, don't do this, don't do that. It, it's just ways to get kids to be scared to not like as long as you don't do these things you won't die a horrendous death yeah i mean even the, like the old wives tales you mm-hmm. know of, uh, things that mothers tell their i mean all of our parents probably have told us lies to get i mean not now because now gentle parenting mm-hmm. is a my thing, mom but. told me this wild lie that if i <laughs> ate if i kept eating so many carrots i would turn orange why would you want me to not stop eating carrots why would you want me to stop eating carrots Except I actually did turn orange because I ate too many carrots. So that wasn't a lie then? That wasn't a lie. Wow, she was just looking out for me. When I was a baby, my mom took me to the doctor because I was turning orange. Oh, yeah, you've told me that. All I would eat was, uh, like, sweet potatoes and carrots. But, um, but no, I, and actually, I don't remember my mom telling me a ton of lies. I know she told me some, but I do Mm -hmm. remember my very best friend growing up. Her mom told her absolutely wild shit and I remember I would go back and tell my mom the stuff that I had heard from my friend mm-hmm. and my mom would be like yeah that's not true but like, oh hon. don't tell don't tell Emily because yeah. she, you know but she told her she didn't want her well eating. sorry Emily your mom's a liar sorry, <laughs> um she didn't want her eating uh chicken nuggets from McDonald's so she wow. told her it was made out of goat eyeballs ew god but damn you can imagine it was not a very fun day for me when little miss emily came over to my house and told me you're eating goat eyeballs (laughs) the chicken nuggets i was eating was made out of goat eyeballs i do remember my dad telling me if i rolled my eyes they'd get stuck in the back of my head oh my grandma would say because i think i guess even back then in like elementary school middle school i had a pretty decent resting bitch face (laughs) and so my grandma would let's say all the time that like if you keep your face like that for long enough it's just gonna stay like that and I'd be like I don't know what I'm doing but okay my dad took it and I guess she was right because I still have resting bitch face my dad took it a step further though and he told me that you know, growing up in Nigeria, he knew a kid who rolled his eyes too uh, much and got stuck in the Yeah, of course he did. I knew a guy. I knew a guy. Well, speaking of eyes, <laughs> the man in the mask has very pretty eyes. Yeah, he does. We see we see him a little better now because it's light out. Yeah, and then they all start to take their masks off. Well, first, Kristen reaches out to hold James's hand, and we see that she is wearing the engagement ring. Because she, she <laughs> gets it off her finger, and he sees it, and he's like, oh, you do love me, and I'm like, poor bastard. Maybe she does, maybe after this horrific event and this, like, like trauma that they've been through, maybe now, if they survived, she would have married him. But the fact that, like, he dies, and he's, like, honestly, like, 
happy that he sees that he's touched that he sees that she's wearing the ring it's probably for the best but in in reality the only reason she was wearing it is because she couldn't get it off her fat fucking finger I felt so sad in that moment. I was like, no, Jamie. Congrats to them. Happy engagement. Happy engagement. Yay, the happy couple. Pop a bottle of champagne. Yeah. But yes, they all start to take off their masks. And I Which hate is that not we good. never I hate that we never get to see their faces. Well, really. that's done on purpose. I and know, the but only I hate and it. also we never actually hear the man in the mask speak. And I think it's because and it is because to make him more menacing and kind yeah. of more mysterious and mm-hmm. scary cuz I think the fact that you don't really see what they look like, other than, you know, you see the, you see Dollface, you see her, because she's the girl in the very beginning. Yeah. Even though she's kind of in the shadows, you see her face. And I think that it's just because it can literally be anyone. Right. Well, and that is a part of the mystery, sort of, of the movie. And I did, I, I, last night, or when we were watching this, I uh, look up the pictures of the cast and he he is kind of a threatening looking guy yeah he kind of looks like a knockoff jason momoa he could play he could play a threatening yeah i mean i could see it but Mm -hmm. but it's not good that they're showing their face no it's not good they're gonna kill you yeah they're gonna kill you You, they've won yeah yeah and so they kind of just all take turns stabbing jamie and katie and this is horrible to watch it is not fun I don't, I mean, I've said it a thousand times, I don't like gore, but it's not even gore, it's like a, it's like torture porn at this point, Yeah. Point I don't like that, I really don't like that. It's almost like, it reminds me of like the slasher Halloween, where you see them cut the throat, but it's almost worse, because you hear like the, the squelching. squelching, I don't like it, I do I, not like it. I saw, I think it was a TikTok or maybe a tweet of someone who is saying that they've been stabbed and they will for, and like knowing the feeling of being stabbed, mm-hmm. like has like haunts them that yeah. like just randomly throughout the day, they'll get phantom pain, phantom, yeah. but then they also will just randomly remember what it felt like to be stabbed. And yep. they were like, it like, I have PTSD from it. Yeah. Cause I bet ha- getting stabbed regardless of where you're stabbed from is such a new and foreign type of pain to a majority of the population that like god damn i just can't imagine being stabbed no no way i get those dreams though that like especially a lot of the times it's if i'm if i'm sleeping on my stomach Mm -hmm. i'll get the dreams where someone's chasing me and then they stab me right in the dead center of my back and i'll get like i'll get like a a stabbing pain and i'll wake up being like (gasps) I have not had that experience. I get those all the time. I think it's because I kind of have a bit of a pinched nerve in my back. And so I think um, when it acts up, my brain just decides to make it a little bit fun and make me think yeah. that someone's stabbed I, me. I, I, mean, I have the falling dreams sometimes. Yeah, everyone has the falling dreams. Okay, well. Anyways, <laughs> uh, so they're getting stabbed. Yeah, it's and not then, good. Uh, and we see them drive away in their truck. Cue the Mormons. Yep, the two little Mormon boys are riding their bikes. They're handing out their pamphlets. They stop the truck. And uh, Blondie asks for one. Asks for a pamphlet. And the little boy goes, are you a sinner? She says sometimes. He hands her one. And then we see the two boys again discovering the... The, this, the smash it's cars. It's the same scene the, from the beginning. Yeah, the, it, we're back at the beginning. Yeah. Also, the the smash on their windshield, it's in the shape of a heart. Aw. I was like, oh, cute. cute. Uh, Jamie, Jimmy James is 100% dead. Oh, he's gone. Yeah. Um, 
they stumble onto Katie Kirsten's body. And um, the little boy, for whatever fucking reason, wants to touch her. No, you don't do that. That's disgusting. Don't touch a dead body. They don't seem concerned either. I'd be. They're just walking around and gawking like I mean, it's the 1800s. Little. They're very little, so they might not Weird. fully understand. Yeah. But um, he goes to touch her, and that's mm-hmm. when we get uh, Katie Kristen grabbing his arm and screaming in his face yep. and completely ruining his entire life. Yeah. So and that's... then that's the end of the movie. Okay, so. so what would you rate this? Um, one out of four masks. No, one out of four engagement rings. <laughs> okay. I mean, I really, I like this movie. I would give it a three engagement rings. It's a little goofy at points. I think yeah. there are certain points where I'm like, Ding. but um, but I like it overall. I think it's a good movie. Yeah, I think I'll give it a three. What about scariness? scariness i would probably say a four this is one of those movies that's like scary and Mm -hmm. while you're watching it but then it's also one of those things i think times one of the times i think when we were living in like carpenteria Mm -hmm. when it was more of like a house yeah uh after we had watched it i was definitely a little bit scared afterwards i was like i said if a if a movie makes me scared to turn out the lights and go to bed (laughs) to exist um that is when i will give it the full four, five, six, seven masks, engagement rings, mm-hmm. stars. Um, I I was less scared by this the second watch through just because I knew what was going to happen. And also, like I said, it's just living in an apartment. It's just not that scary. Yeah. But I think the first time we watched it, I would, I'm going to say three and a half engagement rings for scariness. The second time? The first time. Oh. Okay. The second time, like a two and a half probably. Yeah. I would say just overall, it's a it's a good four. Yeah, that's a good movie. I like yeah. it. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I was gonna say something funny, and I I don't. I'm not. I'm not really that funny. Well, so. thank you for listening. Oh, uh, give us a shout out. Share us. Um, let us know what you think. Let us know what movies you want us to cover. What's your favorite episode? Am I your favorite? Is Kayla your favorite? Is Steven your favorite? Leave mean comments on our Instagram. Tell us how ugly we are. <laughs> Tell us how much you just dislike our clothes. <laughs> Anything. Um, yeah. Um, okay, so you can follow us on Instagram. This was a listener pick, by the way. <laughs> this was oh, a yeah. listener pick episode. Yay, you guys picked The Strangers. I think this one was like a pretty obvious It was one. a pretty actually good majority, and I yeah. did not rig the Instagram poll. Yeah, neither did I. Actually, I think I voted for The Strangers. I don't actually think I voted at all on this one. I voted for The Strangers. Actually, maybe actually, I didn't. Actually, maybe I did vote, vote. I don't know. I don't I, know. I either voted for The Strangers or Blair Witch. I don't know. There's a, oh, no. I think I voted for Blair Witch. But I do like this movie. I was happy yeah. with that one. Um, but, yeah. So, you can follow us on Instagram. We put polls on there all the time. I think we're going to do some sort of live thing on Halloween. Maybe we'd either do it on Instagram or on TikTok or on Twitch or something. We'll we figure it out. We can't live on, on TikTok because we have, like, two followers. Oh, well, but. then, either Instagram <laughs> or maybe Twitch. We'll figure something out to go live and watch a movie and do scary things together in our costumes yeah. can you guess what we're gonna be for halloween if you guess what we're gonna be for halloween i'll give you a hug or something <laughs> steven will give you a lick but yeah, yeah. so you can follow you us can on instagram but um yeah so you can follow us on instagram let us know just how your day is going or something i don't know at speak of the devil pod 
and on Twitter, where I just kind of retweet stupid stuff all the time, at uh, Speak Devil Pod. Um, we post new episodes every Wednesday at 10 a.m. We're not scared of anything. Are you? Are you? Are you?